youth sports. It's something that has millions of participants every year in the United States through all sorts of different seasons. And, you know, there are no shortage of crazy stories. Well, here are a couple of my thoughts and my impressions of youth sports as my son has been very active in one the last couple of months. All that on this episode of Tom Said What? is about youth sports. Now, youth sports is kind of an all-encompassing term. It involves millions of participants in the United States across a wide variety of different activities from youth baseball and softball to soccer and youth flag football, full contact tackle football, um, all sorts of different things. Um, out there, including you know basketball, volleyball, like the list just keeps going on and on and on and on. And um, most schools also have some sort of athletics program at them. Um, in the school district where my son attends, they don't do a lot of organized sports until they get into the middle school years, which are sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. That's you know starting in about age eleven ish um, is when they start participating in organized sports through schools and my son has taken to joining the cross-country team on his for his school now this isn't the first time that my son has been in sports he has um, he did soccer through the local YMCA the um, that we did for I think it was a couple of years maybe maybe just one year I don't even remember but yeah he did soccer for a while and uh, that was when he was like way younger like I don't know like five six I don't remember something like that um, and yeah he he did that and I have been interested in thinking about my reaction to all of this as his father. So in the last two months that my son has been on the cross-country team at his school, um, he has participated in several meets where he's competed against other students and he's trained he's gone to practice and training and stuff you know most days after school and he's been you know relatively getting into it he's you know doing the best he can and he's doing pretty well he's not the fastest kid out there sometimes but he's you know doing the best he can for being a sixth grader 
And I have remarked to a couple of the other parents at the meets. I was like, man, I did not think that I would be one of those parents that like really got into his kids' sports. You know, I those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while, I'm not a hugely athletic person. I did do some school sports when I was younger, but kind of gave those up when I got into high school, um, you know, around 14, 15 years old or so, and then was like totally focused on the performance side of things. I was in the choir, I was in the band, I was um, in the drama club doing the musicals and things like that. So I was not really ever a part of, you know, the being on a sports team, realistically, like after being in eighth grade when I played my last year of organized basketball, right? And then... I don't know, I just didn't think that I would get as into it as I have been, that it would move me in such a way that it has. And it's just, I don't know, it's just um, an interesting thought process to think about it. Like, man, like, I, I don't know, am I you know, getting too into it? Am I pushing him a little too much for, like, what he wants to do? Like, I don't, I try not to. Like, I always want him to do his best. I always want him to, like, you know, do uh, what he can. And, like, I always find myself at the different meets, like, thinking about, like, okay, all right, get set up and just, you know, just pass one more person, pass one more person, just, like, keep going, like, like, give it, like, everything you've got, and, like, like, just, just, like, go, 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 like, like, I just want to, like, cheer him on, like, the whole time, and just, like, just, just want him to, like, just do the best he possibly can be, and he's been doing pretty well, um, part of this episode is, You'll get to hear directly from my son, Edward, in the second half of this podcast. So I don't really want to steal much of his thunder about how he's been doing with cross country. But I just want to kind of focus on sort of the psychology of it. You know, as a teacher, a lot of our degree in education, at least the way that my degree in education was structured, there was a lot of psychology built into an education degree not only did you need to learn how to deliver the curriculum the pedagogy of how to teach it right you would understand the psychology of how students would learn it best and understanding the variety of different ways that students process information how our brains grow and are structured how we create new neural pattern um, the new like pathways in our brain anytime we learn something new how we create all those new synapses that create the different electrical pathways within our brain and stuff like that how all of that comes together in the psychology of it you know is a lot to do with education and so then anytime I think about something like this and I think about the psychology of this you know I've got a relatively good basis to like judge from right now I'm not like a full like on psychologist you know or psychiatrist 
I am not someone like, you know, that deep into it. But as an educator, I understand like kind of where this comes from. So um, what I'm thinking about is like, am I projecting onto my son? Am I living vicariously through my son's accomplishments, right? Like, for the first few of his meets, like, you know, I even felt compelled to post on social media, like, how excited I was about how well he was doing and what he was doing and, you know, the fact that he had found something that he really enjoyed doing and that he was, you know, interested in doing something physical, something active, Um, and I think I'm going to post the same thing about when he gets to his first band concert in a few weeks. His first band concert is in the middle of October. So I think I'll be posting about that too, because I don't know, that's the pride you feel as a parent that your child is accomplishing things, you know, out there in the world. They're doing stuff that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do elsewhere or before or anything like that. And... I think it's a fine line that we have to walk as parents. I think, unfortunately, we see every year those parents behaving badly at youth sporting events. You know, the little league dads that, like, go crazy and are screaming at the umpire, you know, which most of those umpires at... Little League games are volunteers or they get paid very, very little for whatever they're doing, you know, and that's just, you know, crossing a line that I would hope that I never, like, get that close to, you know, and I just think about that idea of, you know, those parents that get way too invested in their kids' athletics and in their, you know, kids' accomplishments and my kids got to be the best and all that kind of stuff. Like, would I like it if my son was the first person to finish in one of his cross-country races? You bet I would. I would be over the moon. I'd be so happy for him and he would be super ecstatic too. Like, he would be like, pumped that he was the first person to finish now he's had some high finishes before like i think he finished second in one of his meets and that was only behind one other boy on his own team again i don't think i want to steal much of his thunder he'll be on to talk about that later but like i just want to understand as a parent like what's the fine line where do i Where do we draw that line between wanting to give him healthy encouragement and wanting him to do the best he possibly can do versus pushing him to do things he's not ready to do or not comfortable doing within, you know, sports and stuff like that. Like, I've always wanted him to, like, do his best and, like, you know, push all the way to the end and in one of his meets he was doing just that he was pushing all the way to the end he was sprinting the last corner and the last bit and he was right up against one of these other kids from one of the other schools and then they get down right to the end and I don't think there was any contact I don't think the other kid actually bumped into him or not but Edward just trips and falls right at the very end 
and then he gets himself back up. He laid on the ground for a good four or five seconds. He gets himself back up and finishes, and at that point, that was his personal best that he had still finished in, even after he fell. And I wasn't really 100% sure what the right way to approach that particular situation was. Like, you know, I was glad that he managed to get himself back up, but I was also like, oh man, if he had just managed to keep his feet under him, how much better could that personal best have been? You know what I mean? Um, But then I guess it didn't matter because then the following like meet, like two days later, he goes out and he runs like 20 seconds faster than that even. So, um, you know, whatever. Um, Big deal. Not a big deal. But like the other thing that came to mind is then one of his other meets, he ran a little slower than he had been running and he was not having it. And he came in in a lower place than he had been. Like he'd been mostly top 10-ish depending on the meet. Now there was one massive meet where there were like 200 kids in the race and he was like somewhere in the middle, like I don't know, like mid 80s or something like that. But like in the smaller meets, like between just the schools that like are around, he was generally top 10-ish in most of those races. And in one race he comes in like 12th and he was like really, really mad and like super upset with himself that he'd like run way slower than he had before and like tried to like convince him that like it was okay to have an off day and I don't think I was reaching him very well and that felt bad as a parent and it made me think like am I pushing him too hard I don't think I am I don't think I'm pushing very hard at all I'm just trying to be as supportive as I can possibly be for whatever he wants to do. And I know I'm definitely not one of those parents that's going to yell at a Little League umpire. Granted, my kid doesn't play Little League. It's a different thing, though. But, you know, like, I'm not going to be the one, like, screaming about, oh, hey, that kid bumped into him right at the end and he fell. But, you know, I don't think that happened, so... I know, it's just an interesting thought process. One of those things that I think I'd like to ask you about. Where do you think that line needs to be as a parent? Where do you think we need to draw that line between supporting them or maybe applying a little too much pressure? Reach out. Let me know. So we're going to end the first half here on that question. Where is that fine line? Where do we where's the line where does it go from being supportive to being to putting pressure on them? And where how do we as parents walk that fine line that we don't want to be putting pressure on them? We want them to feel supported and do what they want to and still have fun in sports because that's the reason sports existed in the first place is to have fun and to test yourself against other people's ability see what your best is versus other people's best right so what's that fine line reach out on twitter at tom said what actually sorry it's not called twitter anymore at this point it's just called x um at tom said what at t-o-m-s-e-d-w-h-a-t where is that fine line We're going to take our break now, and when we come back from the break, we will have an interview with the boy himself, Edward Sedlak. He will be here talking about his experience in cross-country. I'll see you in a bit.
and welcome back. I expect there probably was no ad there because there hasn't been an ad for months, but that's okay. I keep putting in there for hopes that eventually I'll get monetized again. So um, in the first half, we talked about how my son has gotten into the cross-country team as middle school and how, you know, as a father, that has made me feel and react in different ways. And for our second half, we have... Edward Sedlak, my son, here uh, to talk about his experience with the cross-country team. Say hello, Edward. Hi. I've been here twice before. Yes, Edward has been on the podcast twice before um, in a with a tradition that I think we're going to continue this coming January. The January 1st, the New Year's episode, features Edward talking Usually. about all sorts Usually. of stuff. Um, the only two January 1st episodes on this podcast have featured you yeah. on it. So, yes, uh-huh. that's that's probably, that's the plan if you'll come back. I mean, you're super hard to book. You're, you're super <laughs> exclusive. You know, the writer, what you needed to have to be able to get you onto the podcast was extensive ha, today. Ha, very right? funny. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. All right. So let's dive right into it. So you've been running cross country for your middle school team. Um, the first question I have for you is, yes. did you ever think that you would end up running cross country? Um, I mean, during fifth grade and like weird getting ready for sixth grade right and like i'm like i want to be on the track team because you know i like running but then track isn't until spring so but then like the cross country tryouts were just like in like august or something and i was just decided to be like you know what the heck why not also my best friend um, Liam, uh, he also decided to do tryouts, and I mean, eh, whatever, and so I just, yeah, there's, there's not really much to explain about it, it's just, I wanted to do track, track wasn't until spring, so I joined cross country instead as, like, a short time substitute. Okay, so, like, cross country is, like, the thing that's, like, tiding you over until, you get to the track season just because I know, yes, I know you like to run and I know you've always liked to run. You've always liked to try and be the fastest out of everybody. Right. Right. You're always like wanting to like, gotta go fast. Right. Do the the Sonic the Hedgehog thing. Right. Okay. But I can't roll that fast. True. Yeah. No spin dashing, (laughs) no spin dashing for you. Right. Okay. So then the second question I have for you, is do you really enjoy running cross country? Yes, I do. Cuz like I joined cross country and I mean it was hard cuz like it was just the first mile that we ever did. We were just like running and like it was just so hard. And like like just a mile and like I had to use like my inhaler twice cuz um I'm asthmatic. And, like, I can't, I, like, cough sometimes, like, when, like, I, like, physically exert myself too much. And so, like, and that was just our first day, just doing, like, one mile. And 
So it was really, really hard for me. But then, like, I kept getting better and better. And, like, it kept, like, I kept feeling like I belong more. And, like, I just started to like it more. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And, um, you know, okay, to go from the sort of analytical side of things, your times at the different meets have gotten consistently better and have kind of, you know, you've kind of reached, like, a point where, like, you're running at a certain pace, right? And, like, I'm expecting myself to, like, get that pace or Right, that's your pace. So, like, the very first meet that counted. So, okay, for a little background, right? The very first meet you ever ran in, we come to find out later... That it was was, a quarter of a mile short. Yeah, it was too short. So, that you don't get an official time from that one. But the unofficial time we got from that was 14.22, but never mind. Right, that doesn't, you know, that's an unofficial time, plus... It was too short of a distance, um, so... Um, actually, we didn't cover that. Uh, let's talk about that. So, you said in the first, like, tryout, the first practice, like, running that first mile mm-hmm. was, like, really hard for yeah. you, and you had to use your inhaler a couple of times and yeah. things like that. But now, you run what distance? I've ran, like, six miles, like, multiple weeks in a row on Mondays. Because on Mondays, we just, like, run, like, a really, really long distance. Mm-hmm. And we call it Monday Miles. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then in the competitions at the meets, the distance you typically run is... Two miles. Two miles, right. You run the two-mile distance as a sixth grader, but typically the two-mile distance is supposed to be for the seventh and eighth graders, right? But that's fine. Yeah, right. And that's because, you know, your team isn't the biggest it's not the smallest uh cross-country team out there actually it might be well it's well okay um but you typically will run the uh two mile distance because your coach wants you to run the two mile distance also i want to run the two mile distance for myself that's true so in your the first meet that counted Right, you ran a two-mile distance in... Yeah. 1559. 1559, so almost 16 minutes yeah. to run uh, two miles, which is about an eight-minute mile, right? Yeah. Okay, and then um, after that, you ran, what, a 1420? 1426, Okay. I think. And then a 1414. Yeah. And then at the big invitational... I ran a 13.56. Yeah, 13.56. That's your personal best so far. Yes, That was really good. Then you ran um, ran a little slower that following week because there was a weird thing. Because you guys had a meet on a day when you typically don't have meets, Mm -hmm. right? And we had meets like two days in a row, I think. Yeah. And one meet was kind of more like practice mm -hmm. instead of an actual meet. Right. So... You, um, I got 1459 on that one. Right. And typically the meets had been on Tuesdays or Thursdays. That and there one was, was on the a one, Wednesday. There was the one that was on Saturday. And that one on Saturday True. was when you ran your best, right? Yeah. And then, um, so in the one on Wednesday was the one where you ran 1459. Mm-hmm. And then the next day on that following Thursday was the district, like, invitational. Yeah. Where you ran... Uh, I think 1420, 1420, and you were the eighth fastest runner 
in the two mile distance and that was all of this everybody that ran two mile distance sixth seventh and eighth graders Mm -hmm. you were the eighth fastest runner in the entire school district yeah which was five different schools right yes yeah yes so and i think overall we're the second best team in the district to be honest because um obviously the the team that was hosting it like they knew the course they know how to run it so they did really really well duh and then, like, our team, we, okay, so there was a girls' varsity, and there was a boys' varsity. Varsity is the two-mile, junior varsity is the one-mile, if you don't know what varsity and junior varsity mean in cross-country. So, th- we had, like, some decent runners in both of the races. Um, we actually got second place for the girls team and um we didn't get second place for the boys but i'm but like they said it was really close and i'm assuming that we would have gotten third yeah they didn't tell us who actually ended up getting third they only did first and second in those right yeah um so i'm assuming that overall we were the second best team in the entire district and the um the one thing that is interesting to me is the team scoring in cross yeah. country. Can you can you explain that a little bit, or so, do you want me to? I think the amount of points that you get is what place you come in, and you don't want points. It's kind of like golf, where you don't want points. Yeah, the lower the score, the better. So, yeah. like, first place is worth one point, second place is worth two, At third least place is that's worth what three. I think. Generally, right? Now... Yeah. Um, in the Invitational that you were in, you were, like, 88th out of, yeah. like, 200-something kids. Yeah. And you only got, like, 60-something points or 70-something points. And the reason for that is some of those runners that were that finished before you, they their team didn't have enough runners in the race to qualify yeah. for the team competition. Yeah, like, we so, barely did. Right, and their so like, their times or their places didn't count in the team, team for the points and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it's you need a minimum of, what, five? Yeah, you need a minimum of five. Because I remember that, like, we were barely, we barely had enough to for the team race. And, like, we had five. Right. I think. Yeah. Because there was, there was me... There was Lamb, there was Alec, there was Blake, and then there was Ben, I think. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so I think I've asked you this question personally before, but for the podcast listeners, I'd love you to talk a little bit about what are you thinking about as you're running in your race like what are you focusing on what's your mindset as you're running that two mile distance okay so i need to ask you a question back first are we talking about practices or meets well i'm thinking mostly meets but okay yeah we can also extend this into the idea of practice making like a permanent kind of thing 
So let's yeah, let's split it up. Let's start with meets, and then we'll think we'll talk about practice. So, what are you thinking about in meets when you are actually competing and running against other people? What are your thoughts as you run? Okay, so at a meet, usually I just try and focus on passing people. And, like, out of me, if, like, it's a better team, I'll, like, try and make myself be, like, top ten. If it's, like, a not as good team, I'll try and strive for top five. Mm-hmm. And I've done that, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, like, our first two meets that actually, actually, no, our, the, the first meet that actually counted, I got second place. And the only person who was in front of me was from our team. Mm-hmm. But then um, I got, like, first place for our team on literally every single meet after that. Yeah, you've been the fastest yeah. runner in, on your team after that. Okay, so yeah. So then your, your focus as you've been running is on trying to pass people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in um, practice, like, there's not as many people to pass. And, like, you're more separated. Because, mm-hmm. like, you might be in a pack of, like, two or three people. But, like, you're not... You don't really have very many people, like, very closely in front of you. So you can't try and pass them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think about, like... I mean, I do still think about passing people. But there's this one kid on our cross-country team. Um, his name is either... I mean, his name is Logan. Um, but, like, sometimes we call him Blake. That's, like, just a name we call him. I think it might be his last name, but I don't remember. Um, and so, like, I feel like he's always better than me in the practices. Then I'm always better than him in the meets. Because, like, maybe I, like, push myself more in the meets. Or, I don't, I don't really know. Okay. And I just don't push myself as much in practice, I guess. So, yeah. I, yeah. And now, I know we are not quite to the end of the season. We still have about, what, two, two weeks. three weeks or two weeks or so two weeks, left cause... in the season. We've got some big meets coming up. we got... Another invitational coming up on this Saturday on yeah. on the thirtieth, right? That's September thirtieth. Yeah. yeah. Um, this episode will be coming out on October first, but we're recording this a couple of days beforehand, mm-hmm. um, so I can get it edited and get it uploaded, right? And then the week after that, we have sectionals mm-hmm. um, to see if like we qualify for state. I don't think that's gonna happen this year. Mm-hmm. It might, but I don't think it's going to. Yeah, we'll see now. Did your coaches talk about state? Is it an all-team or no? No, they did not. They did not. Okay, right, because they want you to focus on the next thing, right? Okay. So, um, anything else that you'd care to talk about with your cross-country experience um, over the last couple of months or so? Because I, mean, I think we're we're just about ready to wrap this thing up. So I just want to yeah. give you any last closing comments, if you'd like. I mean, not really. So... Yeah. Alright, I know yeah. we're not quite done with the season. We're kind of mid-season. But I wanted to invite you on and, and let I mean, you talk about it a little toward, bit. I mean, we're more toward the end, but still. Right, we're towards the we're more towards the end. We still got only got a couple of meets and stuff left. 
So yeah, yeah I just you know wanted to invite you on and, and talk a little bit about your experience and just to, you know get your perspective on things. And now, okay, the one question I meant to ask earlier is how do you feel about like how like your mom and I and Joseph are like at your meets and stuff like are you ever embarrassed by like what we no. do no. or would you like us to tone it down at times would you like us to be even more hype ah I can, no I can bring no. a cowbell ah no I'm a music teacher I have access I know you do <laughs> I do not want you to bring a cowbell to my cross country meet I wouldn't actually do that. That's so cliche. Um, so okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, that's cool. Um, so that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, just that was hilarious. Anyway, all right, cool. So again, thank you for being on in this episode, Edward. It was excellent to speak with you once again. Um, we're gonna wrap things up there, listeners. Um, uh, the question I have for you this week is um, what. Are your experiences with youth sports? Did you play youth sports and have your parents like cheering in the stands? Are you an, uh, a parent and have your kids in youth sports? Maybe you, you are go... a kid and you play youth sports. Maybe that like too. Me. Yeah, maybe that too. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, you do. Um, I would love to hear your stories. Reach out on, I guess the website's now called X. Um, it's no longer called Twitter. Um, it's at Tom said what? That's at T O M S E D W H A T. Let me know your thoughts about our topic today. Also, send me ideas for topics in the future if you wouldn't mind. And uh, until next time, I'll talk to you later. And you guys will hear him next month, but the next time you guys will hear me is probably January. Now, goodbye.